Welcome everybody to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And today is another week full of more Microsoft news. Uh, I'm your co-host, uh, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and uh, I will let you kick it off today, start uh, letting everybody know what we're going to be talking about. Our first topic of discussion is unsupported Windows 11 PC. So if you quote-unquote hacked your PC to run Windows 11, Microsoft has a message for you. Yeah, stop doing it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the next thing we're talking about is the uh, Windows Insider channels merging, uh, what that means for you, how you need to either jump ship or ride the crazy wave of green screens and broken bills like the rest of us. And our third topic is Microsoft getting hacked by the group called Lapsus or Lapsus? Lapsus dollar sign. I don't know how to say it, but I'll, I'll just say Lapsus for the sake of it. Yeah, we'll talk about what that means and uh, what was leaked. Uh, and then we'll be getting into our favorite section, uh, which is our fast recap, where we take a ton of news uh, that is tertiary to everything that's going on with Microsoft and combine it into one small 10-minute segment where you can kind of go and impress all your friends with all the knowledge you quickly gained. Uh, starting that off, we'll be talking about Microsoft's acquisition with Blizzard uh, requires more information for the uh, FTC to review. And then we also have some news about Microsoft Bing being asked to suspend the auto-suggest feature in China. Following that, we have more Bing news. Uh, Bing is in Chrome for no apparent <laughs> reason. We'll talk about why that is. And there's also some news on the Activision Blizzard front. Yeah, and then we'll be talking about Flight Simulator. Uh, it has a new update, which will be featuring some new places to go visit, basically. And once we finish with Fast Recap, we have our Week Ahead segment. And there's a ton of stuff that we're looking forward to next week, the first of which is the Halo TV show, which just came out on March 24th. But it's nine episodes long, so nine weeks. And there's still some stuff that you could talk about. Yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be start giving my reviews each week as uh, I'll start watching it. Uh, you guys can follow along with this. Uh, we'll also be talking about MLB The Show coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is huge news for those of us who have been locked out of MLB on the uh, Xbox platform. And we also have some updates on the situation that is ongoing now in Ukraine and Microsoft's official response. And we're about to start drumming up the rumor mill uh, with stuff about Sony's Xbox Game Pass competitor. Uh, we, expect it to, we expect to see or hear about some stuff soon, shortly. Uh, and that's all said. Uh, let's start with the first topic of our news today. If you have an unsupported Windows 11 PC and you're running Windows 11, Microsoft is going to show up to your house and take away your PC. There you go, folks. That's the news. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't mean that. But what what is is what you will notice is a new watermark on your unsupported Windows 11 PC. It should show up on the bottom right corner of your PC and it's basically just going to tell you quote unquote system requirements not met go to system settings to learn more it's just a little message at the bottom right of your screen above the date and the time to remind you that you're running Windows 11 on an unsupported PC and uh, again last week we talked about controversy with the ads in the file explorer this seemed to be another Windows 11 controversy this week because in the past, Microsoft has made similar moves to let people know that they're using an unsupported PC with Windows 11. I think they had the 
little drop down in the settings app telling you that your PC is uh, officially unsupported and you could take actions to correct the issue. And now this is the second move that they, they've made in recent months to for people who are running the operating system on an unsupported device. Yeah, this might not matter to most people who are just testing it or running it on a secondary device, but for a lot of journalists like ourselves, this lets people know if we're running the software on devices <laughs> it shouldn't be when we take screenshots yeah. to kind of share with you guys. Uh, it's Again, Microsoft's trying to, I guess, make a legal app for themselves because uh, there will be a lot of times where people cross out prompts, you know, uh, X, out, X out of things immediately because it's annoying to them without having read it. It's the... Uh, uh, end of or in your user license agreement stuff where people don't really read it and then they get upset when things change. Microsoft is basically trying to keep putting these things in front so that it may hedge off, uh, you know, class action lawsuits or complaints from users saying like, hey, you didn't give me any warning. Well, if you look at your desktop at any time of the day, it'll say we warned you. And it's not like it's going to get in the way or anything. It's just yeah. showing It's just showing up on the bottom right of your screen on your wallpaper. It's not going to show up on top of Edge or other apps like running an unlicensed version of Windows would. It, and it's not going to stop you from customizing Windows or changing your wallpaper or anything. But it's just a little message to let you know, hey, your PC is not up to spec. Please fix it. Exactly. Uh, again. Just a, a minor warning covering the tail, essentially. But they obviously want you to use it, and they don't want to uh, interfere with the way you're using it currently. So just keep that in mind. But it is subject place. to change, too, because this right now is being tested in the dev channel. So just yeah. because it is in the dev channel doesn't mean that the message would roll its way down to other Windows 11 users, like standard uh, non-insider users. But there is a chance because stuff in the Windows Insider program usually makes its way down to non-beta users as well. Oh, and on that same note, it doesn't mean that this, can, uh, that this won't be any more intrusive when they start rolling right, it out. Yeah. They may uh, amp uh, up the ante on this warning as well. So, again, we're just letting people know who are testing it, what to expect, and why they're seeing it. And it was never officially announced by Microsoft in any change logs yeah. either. It's just it was just quietly noticed by a few people on Twitter, and then the outrage started. Yeah, speaking of outrage, uh, they're also doing something in there, which is part of our next topic, which is they're combining or merging the dev channels, uh, as we've been. I mean, the insider builds. Uh, channel, sorry, uh, as we've been kind of mentioning that they're making some moves uh, in this late, latest one, uh, I believe was for the from the last build, they're allowing people who are in beta and the dev channels to basically receive the same builds uh, for right now. Uh, and, and doing this transition, you are allowed to basically switch back and forth without having to reboot and re, uh, reinstall the Windows uh, beta that you're using or Windows Insider uh, channel that you're using. Uh, I believe the details are basically saying that uh, the w the window to switch will close when Microsoft releases builds with higher numbers to the dev channel. So you have, I think it's, when did this build come out? About two, three days ago? Yep. So you got about six days left or so uh, to kind of go back and forth to figure out if you want to be on the dev or the beta or just the release channel in general and get out of this entire mess altogether. Uh, what's going to end up happening, I mean, it's not, it's weird. It's a convoluted thing that they're talking about here because, as I said, both dev and uh, beta channels will be getting roughly the same update. Uh, but I think what they are delineating between uh, beta and dev is that at any moment, dev can, I assume, get more features that beta won't get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. 
because uh, I mean, again, in, hold on, here's a statement in quotes, so I'll read it in full. If your device is in the beta channel and you want to stay on the released version of Windows 11, you have 10 days or until we release a new build to roll back. If you do decide to roll back, be sure to promptly change your channel to release preview. No action is required. Uh, if you want to change your channel, reach the uh, heading. Oh, here we go. Heading in the future, the dev and beta channels will keep parallel development paths according to Microsoft's uh, dev channels. Uh, channels will get concept ideas and long-term leads that might not make it to final Windows 11. Beta channels uh, is ex uh, an experience that will come with Windows 11, though not every tested feature will ship. And that's where I'm kind of confused is that uh, dev channels will get all the cool stuff that I'm, you know, we're all testing right now, i.e. the uh, watermark and stuff like that. Uh, and beta, if they're on the same things, wouldn't they also get that as well? It looks like that's going to be the case heading forward, and eventually there'll be the fork where they split back up and go their separate ways. Uh, I wonder if that fork will happen in the fall when they finally do release whatever. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's what I was hinting at. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. I just if, walk. If we're both confused about it, and <laughs> it's something that I'm pretty sure other Windows insiders will be confused about too. Yeah, uh, basically, <laughs> I mean, if we had to sum it up for you, I mean, it's sad because we talk about Microsoft and Insider stuff every day, all day, and we're confused about it. We can try and sum it up to you guys. It's basically get on the release build uh, if you want to avoid any of this confusion or play around with the uh, dev and uh, um, beta builds for the next few months or so until they branch off uh, from one another. And assuming Microsoft will give us a warning about when the staggering of uh, features will start happening between dev and beta but for right now they should be getting the same thing so or you could just buy three pcs and have one on each branch there's your <laughs> there's your there's your you, solution too you sound like an apple user <laughs> <laughs> moving on i'll let you get into our lapis hack yeah a hacking group hit microsoft this week and they claim to have access to microsoft's azure dev app source code repositories and they claim to have leaked the source code for cortana and several other microsoft projects uh it was the latest round of attacks by the group which also targeted nvidia ubisoft and several other technology giants and this happened on march 22nd and the group uh, shared a nine gigabyte archive, which had source code for 250 Microsoft projects. And of those projects, the groups claimed to have 90% of the source code for Bing and 40% of the source code for Bing Maps and Cortana. And that was only partly of the data because I think it was bleeping computer. They had the full source and they said it was up to 37 gigabytes of data that Lapsus had in their hands. And anyway, even though it's source code, uh, it's not source code for Windows and Office or any consumer or customer facing data. Microsoft confirmed the hack and they detailed that and they call Lapsus the group DEV0537. And in the post, Microsoft confirmed that the group had limited access to the source code since a single account had been compromised. And they also said, as I said earlier, that no customer code or data was involved in the activities. And here's an official quote from Microsoft. Our investigation has found a single account had been compromised, granting limited access. Our cybersecurity response teams quickly engaged to remediate the compromised account and prevented further activity. 
Yeah, this sounds a little bit of uh, like he said, she said, uh, between the amount that was compromised right. and as of right now, the immediate response from Microsoft saying that uh, no user data had been uh, compromised. I believe they said this, in, and you know, again, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because I have to work with facts, and as of right now, the facts are that we don't know how much has been leaked. Uh, who knows, in maybe a week or two, we might find out that more information has been leaked. So we'll keep you guys abreast of the situation. We'll make any determinations of it. But I did have to laugh myself when I first heard it because when they, you know, I, I read the headline and it was, you know, oh my God, Microsoft's, you know, source code's been hacked. And I'm like, oh, they finally got to Windows, those Linux guys. It's going to be the year of Linux. <laughs> and then I found out it was Cortana and they were like, and I was like, well, did they really hack it? Or is it like going through somebody's trash and saying like, I found gold? It's like, they didn't want it. And authorities in uh, London, they they arrested a group of individuals who who claimed to have been a part of Lapsus. There were seven arrests made in relation to Lapsus, and they were aged uh, between 16 and 21. But the investigation is still ongoing, and it's not sure if these are the people who have the Lapsus Telegram group and aren't ashamed or have no fear of posting their activity and whatever they're doing and whatever they're stealing. Not clear if it's them, but there was an arrest made in relation to Lapsus. I don't know. Maybe they will have some information to tell us what it actually happened with Cortana and why we no longer have it. <laughs> Maybe deep that's what Microsoft doesn't code. want out. Uh, deep in the yeah. source code, there's probably something there about why they decided to kill Cortana. And that's what Microsoft's afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. And, yeah, good. Yeah, that's uh, that's three topics, three done. Now it's time for our fast recap. And I know you've been keeping up with the Activision news, so I'll let you grab this first part. Yeah, uh, Microsoft, and I, I wrote the headline, and it sounds a little more dire than it is because, hey, I'm not going to lie. I am not above clickbait, but Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard requires more information to be given to the FTC. And if you, uh, you know, spoiler alert, if you read the article, if you don't, uh, shame on you. Uh, <laughs> it's basically saying that it's normal business as usual. Uh, there are phases that acquisitions go through. And as of right now, this seems to be part of a second phase where uh, more information between the company's uh, proposals and the finances between uh, these proposals will need to be given to the FTC so they know how to evaluate this, uh, both uh, from Microsoft's point of view and from Activision Blizzard. Uh, there isn't much else to this uh, story, but we did get some information about uh, a vote that's going to be happening. And this is part of uh, the SEC filings that this information came from. Uh, that uh, they will be having, they will be having have a vote for this next month, I believe. And this is the board uh, telling stock uh, stockholders that uh, you know, hey, we want to, we want everyone to vote for this. We think it'd be a great idea if we all voted for it because we'd all get paid out. If you don't, and for whatever reason, you guys want to hold on to Activision, you think you can make it better. You think you know there's a brighter future without Microsoft. It will immediately hurt the stock because they made such a grand gesture of this, and everyone's kind of you know hedging their bets on uh, Microsoft being the parent company of this. Or, you know, the owner of it. Uh, so that's basically what we got from this disclosure. Uh, but again, like I said, this seems to be uh, in in line of the process of everything. So uh, it's going ahead as, as planned. I believe that, uh, again, in this filing, that if everything goes, you know, smoothly, and this is, again, it's a long ways away, things could fall apart, things could happen. Uh, but if everything goes smoothly, by summer of next year, this should be wrapped up. And we could probably start to hear uh, new information about, you know, roadmaps and IP and new titles and proposed games, things like that after that point. But for right now, everyone's just kind of kind of having to cross their T's and dot their I's on this deal. You're always on top of the business side of Microsoft. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. 
And a uh, second topic in the fast recap is Microsoft Bing being asked to suspend the auto-suggest feature in China. And this was from, according to a report from Reuters, uh, the country was asked to, sus- Bing was asked to suspend the auto-suggest feature in the nation of China. And the feature would be shut down for seven days. And the official details on the matter are scarce. Bing didn't respond to a request for a comment. But folks in China who use Bing, they noted, they, which is the only Western search engine allowed in the nation, by the way, they noticed that the feature was turned off on uh, last Saturday. And a translated message on the issue indicated that this was for, quote unquote, respecting the rule of law and users' rights to access of information. Yeah, uh, as you noted in your piece, I believe, uh, this is uh, an ongoing occurrence. This isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, Sometimes uh, China likes to lock down things and then reopen them. So we don't know if this is the end of auto-suggest altogether or if this is just a momentary thing due to whatever government or politics are involved. And there's also a Microsoft Bing in private extension for Google Chrome because... Why not? You could already open Google Chrome and go to your incognito mode and go to Bing and not have anything associated with you. But if you don't want to open incognito mode, you could download the Bing in private extension. And it does a couple of things for you. It lets you search anonymously, control your privacy settings for Chrome and browse the web with a peace of mind. So there you have it, folks. It's another extension for Chrome if you don't want to use incognito mode. Yeah, this is Microsoft's Trojan horse inside of Google's Trojan horse, apparently. And uh, it changes and your it changes your default uh, search engine from Google to Bing too. So there's that. A, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Trojan horse. Like, yeah, it sounds fun to use, but this is also for people who uh, are really uh, privacy driven and have the idea that uh, not only do I you know feel that Google's still tracking me in incognito, but if I use Bing. That not only am I not using Bing on my everyday computer, but I use it incognito on Chrome. There's no way they can track me this way. And I think you touched on the fourth topic already, but you could uh, speed through it again if you want to, which is the Activision holding a stock hold, stockholder vote on the Microsoft acquisition next month. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can get the exact date on that. Just so everybody's, we're all abreast of this. We keep our eyes on the ticker. April 28th of this year uh, is when the stockholders have to make the have the decision. Uh, like I said, uh, just to kind of outline the pros and cons of this deal and what it could mean for uh, investors. Now, I do want to note that uh, once Microsoft, if Microsoft does officially take uh, full control of Activision, they will delist from the NASDAQ. This is why uh, they have to warn investors about this and why the vote isn't such a clear cut. We take our money and we take our our valued stocks and walk away. Uh, they, If you're an investor right now, after the acquisition is complete, you will no longer be able to make money or revenue or profits from this company uh, as it is stands. Uh, what it will be is a subsid- uh, subsidiary of Microsoft and you will, you could then reinvest your money if you'd like to in Microsoft, but Activision Blizzard will be delisted from the NASDAQ. Uh, you'll be given $95 per share uh, if you're an investor as of right now, if if it goes through. And moving on to our final topic in the Fast Recap, it's a Microsoft Flight Simulator update. Your favorite the, part. <laughs> yeah, save the best for last, which is the Microsoft Flight Simulator World Update number eight. And this uh, 
World Update features Spain, Portugal, Gibraltar, and Androna in it. And uh, as usual with World Updates, they're focused on the 3D imagery and the mapping. You'll be able to see some new sites, some new cities, and experience some new airports. Some examples include uh, leg legendary architecture in Libison and Madrid, you get to see the Basilica of the Sagrada Familia and the Aqueduct of Segovia. So new new places to fly in Flight Simulator. Yeah, uh, and I believe we still have about two more minutes left. And I just want to tack on something that's really important that could have uh, could be making big he bigger headlines next week. Microsoft had accusations of bribery in the business investment yeah. uh, area. Uh, this is going to be something to watch for because I believe it's a former employee who said, that uh, there's been some impropriety as far as the dealings with Microsoft's business investment funds. So uh, they've been, I think one of his examples was, uh, quote, sometimes as in the African case, there were suspicious requests from the business investment funds. In other instances, he saw a contractor for the Saudi interior ministry receive a $13 million discount on the software, but the discount never made it back to the end customer. In another case, uh, uh, Qatar's Ministry of Education was paying $9.5 million a year for Office and Windows licenses that were never actually installed. Uh, one way or another, money would end up leaking out of the contracting process, most likely split between the government, the subcontractors, and many Microsoft employees. So again, this isn't Microsoft sanctioned, but he does say that there were Microsoft executives aware of this. So uh, again, Microsoft, I think they came out and said uh, officially uh, they're committed to doing business in a responsible way, and they and they count the accusations as many years old. So this is they're saying this is old news. But we're going to keep an eye on it because uh, I feel like there's more information about to come out about it. And that's it. I think we got through our fast recap in 10 minutes. So kudos to us. We did it again. <laughs> Becoming professionals at this. And now it's time for Week Ahead. Yes, Week Ahead. Uh, we have Halo TV show, uh, which just I think you said released this week. And I believe it's on Showtime, which means it will be an episodic Paramount release. Plus. Paramount Plus. Oh, Paramount Plus. That's right. It wasn't show. It was originally supposed to be shown. Yeah, Paramount Plus, which means it's an episodic release, meaning it comes out every uh, once a week. So we don't have the binge ability to kind of give you the full breakdown of it. So uh, I will start watching it this week. And uh, next week, I will have a review of what I think of the show. And for those of you who are Halo fans, please come back and maybe we can discuss and, and chat and stuff about how, uh, what we think about the show. I know I heard that you don't watch it. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I'm like the only one at on Microsoft who doesn't like Halo. So I'm not going to watch it. But if you're an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you can get a 30-day free trial to um, to Paramount Plus to watch it if you want. So the all hope is not lost. You, you can still get access to watching it with your subscription, but only for a month. And it goes on for nine weeks, so you're yeah, going to so, need to resubscribe to watch again. <laughs> as you said, we have nine weeks, folks. Listen to me. Nine weeks to get Eric to watch the show, and I am determined to get him to watch the show. <laughs> maybe you may, not, you may not be a Halo fan. You it may, Maybe it's not the gunplay. Maybe it's the first-person shooter aspect of it. But if it's a good show, and uh, from uh, early reviews, it actually is, he may just be interested in the show. Who knows? And on a more serious note, uh, the situation in Ukraine is still ongoing after Russia invaded the nation a couple of weeks ago. I think it's been about a month and Microsoft got involved almost right away. They provided tech support and uh, humanitarian relief and employees were donating money. And they also provided the uh, to help again 
prevent cyber attacks against the Ukrainian government. And Microsoft on March 23rd, they published a report on how they've been helping in the months since the crisis began. And there's a bunch of uh, six updates. Most of it is just updating on the monetary side about how much money came from humanitarian assistance and how much money came from donating technology and how much money employees are donating and uh, what are they doing moving forward to help prevent cyber attacks on the Ukrainian government. So check it out if you want to learn more. Yeah, um, I just kind of want to see some of the highlights we have here just to keep you guys abreast of it and be yep. fully transparent because, uh, again, we want to make sure that we can hold all of these companies accountable. Uh, one of the, I mean, like you said, there's six, but some of the ones that might be of interest for us for this week coming up is that Microsoft donations are being matched by the company two to one. So. Uh, employees who are, you know, uh, just watching this or have sympathy, empathy for Ukraine or Ukrainian-born or Ukrainian nationals that were donating, uh, they have so far resulted in 13.5 million being raised. Uh, again, this is in combination with people's own employees' own donations uh, going to the organization, both within Ukraine and supporting refugees uh, who have fled neighboring countries. Uh, if you're abreast of the com- uh, information or news as of recent, uh, the U.S. will be taking in, I believe, 100,000 uh, Ukrainian refugees. I believe yeah. there are now 2 million in Poland alone. Uh, so, you know, we expect these $13.5 million funds to reach those people eventually. Um, I believe the other thing they did was they recently applied, uh, we recently applied our capabilities with Risk IQ to look outside uh, and identify cybersecurity vulnerabilities because we believe this will be, uh, you know, part of the next phase of the invasion is to uh, kind of tear down or dismantle the techno- technological infrastructure now that uh, the actual infrastructures have been taken apart. So Microsoft helping with this uh, could be big, and I know that they're not the only company, but uh, they are ones that uh, were early on to kind of implement this stuff. They've also deployed cybersecurity technical pr- uh, protections uh, to dozens of targeted organizations in concert with the Ukrainian government. Again, this is more cybersecurity uh, and defense to kind of keep infrastructures that keep like the lights on, the water and power still going for those that are still within these uh, uh, areas that still need that kind of stuff. And then lastly, there is their dis- uh, disaster response team that has now worked on or completed 67 projects in less than four weeks to assist groups that are in help uh, that are in or helping Ukraine. So they're helping other people, you know, kind of uh, build up uh, disaster relief areas uh, that you know are in the no uh, contact zones. Uh, essentially, the team has received over 130 mission requests from government, nonprofit, and commercial organizations assisting those in need. Will continue to work through this request. So again, Microsoft's giving money to kind of uh, help people uh, that are still, still on the on ground. The ground. And a lot of the uh, stuff, uh, uh, areas that have been hit and that are in suffering. So, uh, again, we'll be keeping you updated on uh, any other things that they've uh, kind of announced that are relevant to both uh, the news we cover and the news that's happening in the world. It's a bit tough to transition from war to baseball and games, but uh, MLB The Show 22 22 is coming to Xbox uh, on April 5th. And if you have the MVP edition of the game, you could start playing on April 1st. So there's that news on the front if you're a big baseball fan like I am. Well, this is big news in general, even if you're not a baseball fan, even if you didn't play MLB. Uh, which I believe became the de facto baseball game. Back in the day, we used to have uh, different versions of uh, something like MLB The Show, but I think we've all kind of consolidated this time to MLB, which unfortunately forced us to, those of us who still like playing, to uh, be on the PlayStation platform, you know, as well. 
For those of you who never did it, uh, guess what? MLB is back, and you can kind of play it on Xbox, which means the exclusivity period that Sony had, I believe, for seven years, six or seven years, something like that, is now over. Uh, I don't know what other deals they're going to make as far as uh, new content or whether they kind of tie in uh, live gaming and stuff like that into the into the game for PlayStation. But at least for Game Pass, we'll be able to start playing and catching up. And I believe the season's back on track. Is that uh, what we got? Uh, I think the MLB came out. So uh, you'll be able to play alongside all of your favorite players soon. Yeah, it's on Switch uh, and PS- Switch, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation as well. So it's a multi-platform game now. Yeah, speaking of Sony, here's an easy segue. Yeah, there's something going on with Sony coming up with their own version of Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, we've been hinting at this, uh, I don't know, since Game Pass showed up. And ironically, I believe Sony was first out of the gate with it. I forget what their service was called. It's PS Now. Yeah, they have PS Now and PS Plus. PS Now is their streaming where you'll be able to stream some uh, classic games from the web to your uh, PlayStation console. And then PS Plus is what you need to play online, basically like Xbox Live Gold. And the rumor is that the Game Pass competitor is going to merge the two together as one and give you some extra bonuses. Yeah, PS Now, I think, came out right at the beginning of PS4. So this is yeah. uh, well beyond uh, xCloud and uh, even the the uh, eventuality of a uh, Game Pass. So it's interesting that uh, Sony hasn't combined the two into a Game Pass competitor as of yet. So I think uh, hopefully, you know, they don't have to uh, start from scratch. They will find the best options of both. Uh, they will ideally put on new games, not their old crummy library that made PS Now uh, really uh, unappealing to people, put out new games and combine the uh, PS, uh, was it PS, what's the? PS Plus. Xbox? PS Plus with this and make it reasonable. Uh, I think that was the other thing was that the prices were too high for the old games that were being pushed, which is kind of what set them back. And then Game Pass came out of nowhere. Now xCloud is becoming a bigger thing. So uh, we're we're expecting to hear soon uh, details on that. We don't know if it'll be next week, but it should be soon. Yeah, according to Bloomberg, they could launch it next week, but this is just a rumor and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath too I much. don't, yeah, I don't want to say if if they're saying launch it, what they mean by is testing a beta. Uh, I don't think any company is just going to come out of nowhere. Right. And we haven't seen any hints of it. No one's tested it. No one's played it. They haven't stressed the servers yet. It just seems kind of weird for Bloomberg to say launch it versus test it. Uh, we shall find out because we'll be here next week to talk about it. Exactly. And you'll be talking <laughs> about how much you love Halo at that point, right? Uh, pretty. I will. I will. I promise you at one point I will say something nice about the Halo TV show. Well, on that note, uh, you can find me. Oh, no, we got to talk about, uh, do you have anything that's uh, hardware-related, any giveaways, anything like that we need to let people know? Or are we having a very strictly news-oriented week this week? I am out of things to review, so I'll leave it to you. <laughs> uh, I'm not out of things to review. I'm just procrastinating on things I need to write about. So uh, hopefully there'll be some things coming in the pipeline that you guys can review about. Uh, one thing, oh, here's something that we could talk to uh, folks about. Please send in, uh, and again, you can uh, send it into or write about it on our Twitter page or, or on the website itself. Uh, desktop setups. This is something we kind of want to explore. I know everyone's kind of in hybrid mode right now, or they're going back to office, or they've in, they're have they at the end of their full renovation of their home office. We'd like to know what kind of tools you guys are using to uh, renovate your home office, uh, you know, as far as webcams, cameras, desktops. We'll be writing about our own setups uh, on the website as well. So. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, stay tuned, and we should have some pieces for you soon about that. 
Yep. And with that said, I'll leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, where can people find you? Avac Jern. Yeah. And as I just mentioned on Microsoft, uh, at Twitter is our handle. If you want to get uh, be abreast of all the news, headlines, uh, giveaways, uh, what do we call those? Uh, editorials, things like that. Uh, Harbor reviews, all there. If you want the full-length versions of any of that information, you can go to onmicrosoft.com. If you are a gamer and you're interested in keeping quick tidbits about information, you can visit our Pinterest page. Or you can go to our Instagram page where we kind of chop up our podcasts and our interviews and other information on there as well. I think that's all the places we're at. We're not on TikTok because we're not cool enough just yet. <laughs> and because Microsoft never was had a chance to buy it. I know. We're, we're going to boycott it until that comes back around and is relevant <laughs> to us again. Uh, and uh, thanks for watching, everyone. See you again soon. Same place, same time. We enjoy all of you and hope to see you guys soon. Bye-bye.